So good evening, everybody. What's going on? This is Kamani Robinson, host of Billionaire Lessons. It's been a little minute since I recorded that episode, but I had to make sure I get my two bros on um, as they just launched Devon Sports, which is an actual sports agency. Um, so I have the founders on today, which we have Michael Bethane and we have Ryan William Hankins. What's going on, fellas? Everything's good, man. Everything's good. How you doing? Bro, I'm blessed. I can't complain. It's a good Tuesday, you know what I'm saying? And I got the time to connect with you guys um, to learn more about what you do, you know, the message that I want to put out there and then just have a better understanding of of sports industry as a whole. You know, I work in sports when it comes to college athletics, but it's a lot that goes on when it comes to professional sports, right? It's a lot that goes on when it comes to what's happening right now with COVID and the impact that it's also having on athletes. So, I'm ready to tap in, learn, you know what I'm saying, for you to all educate me, but also educating everybody that's going to listen in to this conversation. Absolutely, man. Let's tap in. Let's get it. Let's get it. So um, before we go into our questions, you know what I'm saying, I'm going to start, matter of fact, I'm going to start with you, Ryan, uh, get a better understanding of you, bro. Like, tell me a little bit about your upbringing. Um, you know, I know you played college football. Let's, let's hear about your background and your passion for, you know, sports, your passion for kind of leading the way and what you're doing. Yeah, man. So first and foremost, this was a uh, divine sports and entertainment, you know, is Mike spent a lot of time praying, um, you know, talking to God on it. So I'm really excited and, and, and feel honored and privileged that he decided to give me a call and say, hey, man, I got an idea that I think is going to be big time. I want you a part of it. So first and foremost, I got to give gratitude to Mike uh, but then just a little bit about me, uh, originally from South Florida, uh, Sunrise to be exact, and grew up there for most of my life. And then I played, I went to uh, move and went to high school in Alabama. I played high school ball there. So you can imagine like football is king in Alabama. Right. So really, I mean, that's all Ooh, I do, man. Like, you know, I'm going to use my talents that God has given me to get to college. Right. Um, so that, that's really, that was the only option. My, my parents didn't give me another option uh, when it came to college uh, as it goes with, as it pertains to getting a scholarship. Um, so got a scholarship and I was fortunate enough to attend uh, the United States Naval Academy. Uh, so great school, great leadership school, great, you know, academically, uh, great football team. We've been to bowl games, what? In the past 20 years, we made it to eight, 18 bowl games, right, in the past oh. 20 years. So um, that, that was really exciting. Got to play against, you know, multiple national championship teams um, and, and perform, you know, I would think at, at the highest level. Uh, so definitely a humbling experience, but a learning experience. I got to learn about my a lot about myself as a player, um, but also as a man. And that's kind of what fire, uh, dro drives me today. Um, on this side of the house, right, working on the agency side, uh, the passion that I have all comes from the academy because we had so many guys that were on board that wanted to develop us as men. So they understood we would be more than athletes because we would go on to be uh, the leaders in our country's military. Um, so because of that, they had to develop us that way. Um, so when I, when I look at you know, sports, I, I think of it and, and look at it from that lens, like sports is the avenue to really be the, the nation's best leader wherever you want to be. Right. Um, and sports teaches you that. So went on to be a, a Marine officer, um, or went on to do player development for a year at the Naval Academy, uh, which is essentially what you do, you know, Kamani, working with athletes, helping them understand how they can transfer their talents into skills outside of sports. And then went on to do, be a Marine officer for the next four and a half years. Doing that, I got to work with a lot of 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 year olds, right? Like the young people that have no idea, you know, what, what's in front of them. It's their first time being presented money. Uh, it's their first time really understanding the skill set that they have. So helping develop them so that they could transition to the real world and, and be successful. Uh, after that, I did, I, I spent some time. Um, in Seattle, working with player development and then uh, with the New York Giants, helping them with uh, their evaluation system, player development and scouting. Uh, and that experience was, was completely different in itself. So, uh, and now I'm here, right, with Divine Sports and Entertainment, um, taking all those skills, all, all the, the lessons learned to really use them to make the athletes that we work with the best they can be. 
um, from a, a personal standpoint, but also a business standpoint. Um, so that, that's a little bit about me and, and a little bit about why I'm with Divine Sports and Entertainment. Um, so, so yeah, man, I appreciate the opportunity. Dope, bro. I appreciate it. I got a couple follow-up questions that I'm going to ask you, but I'm going to give Mike an opportunity to introduce himself. And, I, you know, I know a lot about your journey, bro, but for everyone that's listening, you know what I'm saying, like give them a little introduction to you. Um, what made you even want to come about, you know, creating Devon Sports? I know we've had conversations when you was with your previous agency and talking about, you know, um, you want to create your own and you're thinking about when it was time for you thinking about leaving and everything else, right? So, like, let's talk about that, bro. And then also, my last question is, when did you work up that kind of confidence to say it's time? right? Like a lot of times we kind of doubt ourselves. A lot of times we put things off to the back burners, like maybe next year, like you actually planted this year, right? And now it's growing and growing and and you're starting to reap the rewards. So let's talk about your journey, bro. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So I just want to say thank you for having me on. Um, You know, we've been talking a lot and I've been listening to your podcast. You've been doing a great job with this. And, you know, it's my pleasure to really come on and share my journey. So I went to Delaware State University. Um, before that, I played football and basketball back in, in high school. But I went to Delaware State. I got my marketing degree there. And then from that, I got my master's in sports management. And then after that, I went on to work for the New York Boxing Commission. I've been working in sports for the past seven years. So right after grad school, I was working with the New York Boxing Commission and I was hands-on with the stuff that was going on. So when it came to the boxing events, I was doing a lot of the behind the scenes work. I was working with like the players to make sure that their medicals were done, as well as working for the event to make sure that the judges were there, the like ring announcer, um, making sure that a lot of the behind the scenes work was uh, done. And from there, I wanted to really be, be working with players more. And I spoke to my mentor and he told me, why don't you look at the representation side of sports? And, you know, when speaking to him, I said, you know what, that, that's really good. I've seen that there was a huge need of players who needed representation of people that cared for them. And, you know, I would watch you guys, you would hear about the number of players that go bankrupt. And it was really troubling and bothering to me because being that most of the guys that are playing football and basketball is, you know, so it's over 70% uh, minorities, which is mainly black men that's playing those sports. So that resonated well with, with me because I really wanted to help out. And if there's anything that most people know, um, if people that know a, a, about me is that I have a passion for helping people. I have a passion for making sure or wanting to see people reach their highest self. So I knew that I wanted to really get in and work in sports. And I knew that I wanted to make a change and make a difference. So my journey, you know, pretty much started back in 2013 with working with the the New York Boxing Commission. And then from there, I've been working as a sports agent for the past four, four years now. Um, so I was with my former company and, you know, it was a good start. It was definitely good to get my feet wet, to learn the business, to learn the background, to build certain, uh, to build relationships and to build my network, but then also just to learn how things work. And, um, and then from there, I'm seeing things that I could do better. I was seeing things that, you know, that was not really going on that I thought that should and at times your voice cannot be as loud mm. when you move somewhere. Um, so, you know, sometimes people, you know, you have an opinion on, on certain things. But, you know, sometimes if you're with a company, they have certain ways that they do other things, which is respected. So I knew for me to really make change, for me to be creative, for me to really, um, you know, put my stamp on things that I would have to branch out at some point. And... Uh, then also, um, I forgot to mention this, I have a background with building businesses. My mother and I, we have daycares throughout, uh, throughout New York. So I've been able to help her develop and launch four different daycares. And okay. with doing that, I have, th- th- thank you. And with doing that, I have a background in, de- in 
developing businesses and seeing how a business should run. So I think there's a lot of transferable skills that I have and that I needed before starting my own company. Um, so after being with the company that, that I was with for three years, and then also in uh, simultaneously gaining experience building a company with lots of prayer, um, with lots of prayer and, you know, so I would say lots of, you know, just thinking and just, you know, trying to see when is the right time to move. Um, you know, God was talking to me and he was saying 2020, 2020. And it was really last year. So to answer your question, it was really last year that I realized that next year would, would be the year that I was going to leave um, when God spoke to me. And I didn't know when. I was definitely nervous. I'm leaving a company that is established that has 15 years, you know, of like running that have good networks that have drafted players. So it's like, you know, right now I'm going to take that leap of faith. But when you trust God, then that's what that is. You know, it's, you know, like I said, that I'm going to go out on faith instead of going with what's really secure. Then, you know, it's a terrible thing that's going on right now with the pandemic and, you know, with a lot of things that's happening within the black community, that's when, you know, back in March, when the pandemic happened and with what's been going on, that's when it clicked like, Mike, you have to move now. If you wait any longer, then it's going to be bad. And, you know, sometimes um, if you wait too long to move, then it's bad. If you go too early, it's bad. If mm-hmm. I would have thought of my own when I first got, got to the business, I probably wouldn't have done as good. I wouldn't have had the like network and the connections that I have now. I wouldn't know the business the way I do now. I wouldn't uh, be able to talk to scouts, uh, personnel directors, um, same with coaches, same with media, same with people that do marketing and finance. So I just knew, um, you know, just when things were going on and it seems like it's a real dark time and I, you know, just having faith, I knew that there's some light that would be shown. So, you know, God was speaking to me and uh, personally, I love to travel, so I can't do that this year with what's going on. So he said, well, I have something else planned for you, and it's to launch the company. So um, I met up with Ryan. Me and Ryan known each other for some time now, and we would always talk. And um, a lot with Ryan and myself, we have a lot of values that was aligning together, you right. know? Like, um, so things that we spoke about when it came to men when it came to the community, when it came to what should be done, it kind of matched. And then from there, I spoke to him and um, it was great that he had the same passion and that's what really, um, and then that's what really brought us together. Dope. Like, I want to stem right from that, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's amazing, first of all, and shout out to both of y'all for, um, you know, taking that leap to create, you know, Devon Sports Entertainment and everything that y'all doing. Because, you know, like, we have conversations when we, when we talk about ownership, when we talk about even just faith, right? Like, a lot of times we don't understand what the future is going to bring, but we got to take advantage of the right now. And the right now is a setup for what's going to happen later on. So it's dope that y'all did that. Y'all did that. Um, and I remember Mike was, what, two years ago, right, when you hurt your foot and then you, you was on crutches at the, um, the combine. Oh, was that when you and Ryan was that when y'all connected um, during that during that time? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that might have been it. Um, it's kind of a fuzzy memory, yeah. But I, I think that like that was the time, and I and I, and I like you know broke my ankle uh, about two weeks. No, not two weeks. About two or three days before the combine or oh, before right. even for it. And it's one of those things where you could look at that as a setback. Or you could fight through it, fight through it, and really still go. So I still went, and it was a blessing, you know, because it was one of those things where more people was drawn to me because they seen the, like, condition that I was in. So I'm sitting there meeting coaches like Doug Peterson, you know, uh, Sean McVay, or um, meeting, you know, different people where they spoke to me, which I'm not sure if they would have if I didn't have that were like crutches there. Right, it made you stand out. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So it was one of those things where certain times there might be a negative or a setback that happens, but don't always look at it that that way because there are some positives to it. 
Nah, that's dope. So, Ryan, I want you to chime in real quick, bro. Um, because one thing that I admired, because Mike has told me about you a lot, bro, when it comes to, like, partnership, when it comes to, again, two men joining up to create something dope, a lot of times that, that doesn't happen. You know what I'm saying? You might see us as men, especially black men, we try to do so many things on our own, right? We try to create our business on our own. We try to, you know, when it comes to life, make a lot of decisions on our own. But you can move and do so much more with a team, right? It's a collaborative effort. So for you, one, why did you see um, it was important, right, to team up and collaborate and work with Mike? And what was that time for you to kind of make that decision to say, hey, this is right, right? Because it's all about a feeling. It's all, you probably had to also pray about this as well, right? So how how did you know this was the right decision kind of moving forward? And what helped you um, kind of realize it's, it's great to start up something with another individual instead of kind of making waves by yourself? Man, that's a great question. Um, so I think one thing is that I did pray about it and I feel like God just he always puts things uh in your path when it's when it's for you uh, but it's your it's your role and responsibility to make the decision so um I prayed about it uh Mike can, and, and Mike came to me and I can actually still show you I showed Mike not too long ago but I still got my SRA right Mm-hmm. Um, when I was, um, you know, getting ready to leave college and, and go to the league. And I still remember how my agent made me feel, right? And, like, I told myself, you know, I never want anybody to have that feeling, like somebody not truly in their corner working for them. So for me, it was it's always been something that I wanted to do um, or always been in, in my mind is I got to work for the player because I wanted somebody to work for me, so I got to do it, right? Right. So when he came to me with this opportunity, to me it was like, this is your opportunity to to work for the guys. But also I looked at it from a, you know, a business standpoint as well, you know. A lot of times people get, you know, into the sports industry and they're in the sports industry for 20 years, right? Working hard for 20 years, but they're working for somebody else. Right. So they're working for a corporation or organization or, you know, someone else at the end of the 20 years, they may have dreams of being a GM or dreams of being a team president, whatever you want to call it. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of different people that dictate their fate. Right. Uh, And in sports, that's a real thing. Like you could do the best job, but somebody else dictates your fate. So from for me, it was a decision like this is kind of taking it in your in your own hands, right? You you can be in the same position as a lot of GMs, presidents, etc. Um, but you're doing the work, you know what I mean? Those 20 years you're putting in is all going towards something that you're building, something that you're developing. Um, so to me, it was it was a decision in ownership, also, right? Like as black men, um, we have to own more. Right, ownership—it means everything. Um, being in the being in different rooms uh, with different people, you you get those opportunities by placing yourself in certain positions. And I thought this was one of them. Uh, but how does it? How did it actually happen? How did you know two black men come together to say let's do something? You know of this magnitude. I think it started with humility, right? Um, you know, I'm a pretty humble guy. You know, I. I, I can, I can, you know, be be strong when I need to be, but I can also be humble in knowing that I don't know everything. I have a specific skill set that I believe I bring to the table. Mike has a specific skill set that he brings to the table, and I thought, you know, with our skill sets together, we're going to be working for our players in a way like other people can't because it's not it's just not who they are naturally. Right. So, to me, it was a natural decision as well to come together with Mike based on our values and beliefs that we both have based on our faith, um, based on, you know, our work ethic, you know, how we, you know, we approach different things. To me, it was it was a no brainer because he's a humble guy, too. So to me, it was it, it was an easy decision to make uh, coupled with, you know, the, the faith 
the praying on it, um, and then the timing as well. Right. So, bro, that's major. That's major. So, Mike, um, for you too, bro, like, I know one thing we always discuss is kind of betting on yourself, right? And understanding that, like, um, you got to, if nobody else is going to invest in you, if nobody's going to deal all their cards for you, you have to do it for yourself, right? So can you talk a little bit more about, you know, the agency that you was at before and kind of like knowing for yourself, so you talk, we talk about humility to kind of stay humble, you know what I'm saying? When you know certain things aren't going the way as planned or the ways that you necessarily agree with, but staying humble. Because somebody told me the other day, which was great advice, learning about positioning. And sometimes we try to move so quick out of our position where we're meant to be in a position for this time and for that reason, right? And Ryan, you, we all, well, we all play sports, right? So when you're supposed to be in the A-gap, right, that's where you're supposed to be. If you move out of that, bro, most likely the running back is going to go downfield, score a touchdown. So being in your position is key, you know what I'm saying? And making sure, especially, you know, I'm a, I'm a real big believer in Christ and staying in that until God tells you to move. So, Mike, let's talk about that kind of positioning, bro, and how you had to kind of humble yourself for a little while um, before you knew, like, I, right, it's time to make this decision um, and why it's so important for you to bet on yourself in this instance right here. Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, and I think Ryan kind of touched on some of it beforehand, and then so did you. Being humble is extremely big because lots of times people don't like, well, which you shouldn't, don't like to be to be uh, disrespected. But um, there's certain times where, you know, not saying that you should take disrespect, but there's certain times where you have to let certain things go for the greater picture. You have to remember what your purpose is and you have to revert back to your why. Right. And that's one of the things that we talk to our players. Um, we talk to guys, what is your why? Um, when, so when I'm recruiting a guy, when I'm talking to them, I'm, talk, I'm you know speaking to their parents, what is your why? Why do you want to go to the NFL? Why do you want to play? And then when you remember your why, when things get difficult, when the struggle is coming, when the obstacles come, when the roadblocks come, that is your reminder of what you need to do or of who you're doing it for and why you're doing it. And that's kind of what happened with the former company that I was with. There was times where I wanted to quit, you know, not fully quit. Or So let, let me not say quit. There was times where I wanted to leave the company. You know, there was times where I wanted to, you know, like, like, all right, man, so I should just start my own right now. But then it's like, am I thinking emotionally or so am I using logic? So am I using faith? So which one am I moving off of? Mm. And with betting on yourself, it's, um, uh, you know, you have to think of it in two ways, you know, don't just go by emotions, you know? So for me, I really had to look at it and then say, you know, what, what would be best for me or when would it be best for me to better myself? And what really maybe came to the realization was, you know, one day somebody told me that if I didn't want to work with you no more, that I could just, you know, fire you, then you won't be here. Right. And it really stuck with me. And that's even when it comes to a job, that comes to where you're at. And me, the way I personally felt, I felt like I didn't want nobody to have that much con that much control over my life or my my uh so my career and then of course when it comes to players the ones that we represent you know they can hire and fire guys i get that but when it comes to a company that i'm with that can let me go compared to a company that i own those are two different things so now if a player was to let me go i still have this company you know what i mean so 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 i still am part of this um there's nobody that could take that from me and I believe you have to better yourself. And being that Ryan and I both are faith-based, you know, um, being that we're both faith-based and, you know, that even with the name of the company, Divine Sports, the meaning of, of, of like divine is to be great, is to, is to hold people to a high standard. Um, it wasn't too difficult to know to better myself 
and and it wasn't um, trying to get the right wording, and it wasn't a difficult and and it wasn't difficult to know it because you don't want to put yourself in a position where you're at the mercy of somebody else. So when you bet on yourself, got it. When you bet on yourself and your faith base, you know that you're not by yourself. So I'm betting on myself, but I'm better. Say that again, bro. You might have to spit that back. Right. (laughs) I was trying to get where I was coming from. But when you're betting on yourself, I wasn't betting on myself by myself. Mm. So that's the one, that's the one thing that I, and that's the one reason that I felt comfortable besides having Ryan as a partner. I also have God as a partner, you know, so I'm betting on myself, but, 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 but I wasn't truly by myself. And since I knew that I felt comfortable and I I actually felt good. So I felt more than comfortable. So I said, you know what, I'm going to leave, but I know that, I know that that this is going to work. And that's the definition of faith. No one is going to happen compared to, you know, believing or, or like hoping, but you know that this is going to happen. And when you know your worth, when you know the work that you like put in, then you feel comfortable. If I was somebody that was lazy, that was incompetent, then that's a different story. But I know what I'm going to do day in and like, you know, day out for, for my company, for the people that I represent, for the people that I work for. So I felt very comfortable doing that. Oh, bro. That's dope. So Ryan, um, I kind of want to stick with this humility thing for a little bit, but I also want to stick to kind of your experiences, right? So um, as athletes, I remember the days, bro, we had to wake up, was it 5.30 in the morning? That's weights. You know what I'm saying? By 6.37 a.m., it's film. 8 a.m., you're checking in class, right? So it was so many skills you we learned being an athlete, but also you got that military background, you know what I'm saying? So, and also being a president of football operations for Devon Sports, what are these things that you learn and these tactical skills that you learn in your experience that has helped you thus far? And then what are you bringing to the table as, you know, the head of football operations um, for athletes that come to you to help you learn those necessary skill sets, right? To learn the importance of time management, to learn the importance of just professionalism, right? Learning that it's bigger than yourself because a lot of times these guys have had everything handed to them being an athlete, right? Like you're the star athlete at a school in California, Florida, whatever the case may be, and you always kind of, you know, had a professor look out or teacher look out. You got everybody looking out for you. But now when it comes to the NFL, this is a man's game. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to perform every single day. You got to be the first one on the field, the last one to leave. You know what I'm saying? If you got these guys in the league telling you, you know, as a rookie, yo, get my helmet. Oh, you know, get the bag. You know what I'm saying? You got to really humble yourself to, to um, understand that, again, it's bigger than yourself. And these are things that's very important to learn early. So let's talk about you, bro, and your experience about the things that you learned, um, you know, within the United States Naval Academy, also, but playing sports that helped and equipped you. And why are those skill sets important? Yeah, no, that's uh, great. You know, all all that is important. And I would tell you this, man, at 18 years old, and there's people, there's other people out that, that have had this experience, but at 18 years old, like you have to grow up when you go to the Naval Academy. Um, you know, I, I would say, you know, I'm a student athlete like everybody else, right? So the Ohio State's of this world, Notre Dame's of this world, uh, South Carolina's of this world. I could keep naming schools and I'm naming schools that we played against. So when you're talking about competition, like I had to go through a lot of the same things that these guys went through, right? But if you can imagine as a freshman coming in, you're – you know, you're starting on varsity in a triple option that you've never seen before. So yep. people, even defenders don't understand that. And they study it, you know what I'm saying, for a long time. I didn't, never seen it, right? So got to learn that. You know, you're taking Calc 1, Calc 2, Physics 1 and 2, Thermodynamics 1 and 2. And I'm an English major, right? So I'm taking all these classes during the season, right? So uh, normal people may have been taking, you know, you know, your English 1, maybe a math maybe another class during the season. I'm six classes, fully loaded. Everything you said, workouts early in the morning. So real quick, right away, I gotta, you got to grow up. Right. And that's one thing the academy teaches you. Um, and not, do you, not only do you have to grow up, 
they give you leadership right away. So as a freshman, I'm leading a group of 10 guys, right? 10 men and women. And, and it just continues to, to, to get larger as you, you know, go through the school. So, um, so right away I had to learn leadership, had to learn what it is to, to really be a man, be about your business um, and time management. Uh, didn't really have the same amount of time to be out, you know, just hanging out because I had so many priorities uh, or excuse me, so many different things and I had to learn to prioritize them. So that's one thing I know um, that the players that, you know, come and become part of divine sports, I have a background to be able to teach them how to prioritize. Um, and being able to prioritize is one of the most important skill sets you can have because you're going to have a lot of different things thrown at you. So you got to know what's immediately, what, what do we got to take care of right now? What can we take care of, you know, a little later down the road? Um, I would also say uh, the skill sets that I've learned in the military as as an officer, you know, I've been been deployed to Afghanistan. You know, I have combat action ribbons, um, not a not an actual combat action ribbon, but combat devices for different you know different things that I was a part of. Um, so, you know, understanding how to perform literally when your life is on the line is something that I've learned to do. Um, so when we when we dial it back a little bit, right, and we talking about ball. We talking about doing something you're talented at, you know, getting guys in the right mentality to perform day in and day out is something that that I've had to do with my Marines and something that I could do with athletes and that I have done with athletes. Um, you know, I got a couple of athletes that I'm still working with right now from a player development aspect. And they call me like, hey, Rod, man, trying to get over this. You know, this is bothering me. What should I do? And we, you know, we peel, we peel back the the decision-making process and get them to focus on a specific task to perform. So um, there, there's a lot of, you know, skill sets that I think uh, I bring to the table when it comes to being a president of football operations. I don't just focus on operations um, because operations comes naturally. Right. It's a prioritization that I've had, but also the development. That's a huge piece that enough that a lot of people don't really focus on because the thing is this, if you can have your stuff together off the field and if your mind is clear off the field, when you get on the field, you're just, you're playing, you're literally playing a game and you're able to perform like no other. But if you got too much stuff in the background going on and uh, you can't really focus, if you don't understand how to compartmentalize, you can't perform the way you want, which means you lose money, right? Cause this is also business. You lose money, you lose opportunities, Right. And your motivation will be affected. So all these things are kind of tied in and people don't really think of it like that. They just say, I'm going to go with an agent because he's going to give me some. He's going to give me a, let's say, X amount of dollars up front. Right. Which tenor you can't do, but people do it. He's going to give me X amount of dollars up front. But then when it comes to my development, ain't nobody there. Right. So now when it comes time to playing, I'm not performing the way I need to be. So when it comes time to making more money. That money that I got to pay back, now I can't even make it on the back end because I'm not really being developed holistically. So, like, the way I look at it is we're, we're looking at a holistic approach. Um, and uh, that, that's what I think I bring to the table when, when, when specifically working with Divine Sports and the athletes that, uh, you know, we're going to represent. That's dope, bro. That's dope. Um, that's, that's amazing when it comes to, like, what all you're bringing to the table is amazing. Also that I love the development piece, especially, you know, within my field that I work in, because there's so many things that's happening with young men and women that people are missing the mark, right? Holistically, especially with the current climate that's going on with social change and, and, and the things that's happening when it comes to like, not knowing the importance of like your vote, your word, your mindset, it all matters, right? Like I look at situations like Kevin Love and he was struggling with, with mental health. You get what I'm saying? Like, and being able to have the resources allocated to understand that, bro, you're not just hit a ball. We need your mind right. You get what I'm saying? We need you holistically well. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's no shut up and dribble, right? Like, you know, LeBron talks about that all the time. It's about you are an asset and you matter and you are important. And again, you are a machine. So, 
everybody looks, they want to oil you and put all these things into you, but what are they also keeping you to be long-standing and long-going within you as a person, right? Because they could invest in you when it comes to strength and conditioning performance. You're fine. You perform at an all-time high level. But when that is all said and done, how are you performing with life? How are you with your family? How are you with your finances? How are you with we're handling the different pressures that's again going on in our current environment? So that's dope, bro, which I actively doing. Um, and I want to again just you know just give you a big shout out to I admire y'all work, you feel me? And I think y'all are gonna do something major within this field because again, this is needed and this is the direction that this is where sports needs to go. This is where people that's caring for these athletes need to go, right? It's not just about collecting the tech. It's about like, nah, we need you to be the best person. So that's amazing. Um, Mike, my, my question for you, bro, is I know you was talking about on IG Lives and explaining the dynamic of becoming an agent and things that go into it. So um, so mind just sharing, you know, that the steps you have to take. So the examinations, um, what you have to score, kind of preparation and what does that process look like? Yeah, there's lots of people who um, come to me so they ask that question, so that's really good. So first off, for the NFL, you must go through the, the, um, the, um, the um, NFLPA. And with them, they first require you to have a second degree. So besides having your bachelor's degree, you need to have a second degree with that you have to pay a fee of $2,500 to take the test so that uh, fee covers you it just really just covers your test and it covers them doing a, a like background check on you and then you go to Washington DC you also have to pay for your hotel and if you're traveling far you got to pay for a flight if you're lucky enough then you could you know drive if you got somebody that lives in the area then you could probably stay with them um, and pretty much the test is 60 questions. It's open book, but uh, that may fool some people because it's extremely difficult. And they send you the CBA and a study guide. Um, I, uh, they sent it to me maybe about two months before the test. Um, so really, I printed out the CBA before that so I could have more, more uh, time to study. And what I also did was I found a third-party resource where I was able to take a practice test as well as courses to help prepare me because I'm like, you know, with me paying 2500 for the test, I really want to make sure that I'm, you know, well-suited for it and to make sure that I pass. Um, so, you know, you must have a secondary degree. You must pass their, like, you know, their, like, background check, and then you have to pay the 2500 So then you go in, you are um, in the seminar for, for like, two days. Uh, it's Friday and Saturday, or they might change it to, to like Thursday and Friday now. Um, and then, and then they go over what's going to be, um, what will be, uh, what the test will cover. And from there, you take the test is three hours. Then you find your results. They let you know within the next month or so. And then once you find out you passed, then you have your, uh, so the, um, fee to pay for, for each year. If you represent less than 10 players, it's 1500 And if you have 10 or more players, then it's 2000 mm. And then on top of that, you must pay your um, insurance. So just starting out, you're talking about 2500 1500 Oh, and then the insurance is 1400 So just starting out, you're already in five, uh, so about 5000 I, I want to say. And that's just starting out without even representing somebody, without even getting your first client. Um, so to even get within his business costs a lot. And each year you have to renew your membership as well as the insurance. Um, so the process with that, I would definitely say is difficult. They want to weed people out. They want to, you know, make sure, because I would say back in the day, there were guys that were scamming people for money, you know, cheating them out, you know, using players. So I do think it's good to make sure the people that are coming in, you want to vet them properly. You want to make sure that these people have the guys best, um, that they have their best, uh, yes. Yes. So in mind. Um, so with that, so I, I definitely get it, but, um, 
but the process is pretty um, difficult, but it's but it's definitely doable. When I looked at the amount of people that done it, I knew that I can. And just to be honest, the first time I took it, I actually failed. I came up short by four questions, mm. and I was definitely devastated from that. I remember that, actually. I remember when you had to retake it. Yeah, so, and what that caused me to do is just to lock in more. And, you know, um, I, I locked in something crazy to make sure that I was prepared the next time. And, you know, part of that is part of my journey. So I talked to my guys about that. Like, there are going to be times where you might fail or you might have a setback. But don't be too, like, down on yourself, you know? Uh, you know, go back to the lab, work harder, and, you know, go, then, you know, go go back and get what, what like, you are working for. Um, so, and I, and, I, and I think this is why timing is so important. So even with the launch of Divine Sports, I think when I was taking that test, I might not have been ready, you know? So I might have thought I was ready, but that could have been God's way of telling me that I'm not ready yet. Take one more year to be, um, to like study the game and to learn more before you jump in. And that's what I would say to, to anybody that's looking to join this business, do some research, find sites, find re, uh, certain, certain re resources that are uh, third party where you can learn about the business side of sports. So of course, watching, you know, sports center and stuff is good, but that's not going to teach you this side. So right. I use that time wisely to really learn the back end of, of uh, this. Yo, bro. Yo. So my, this next question is for the both of you guys. So I would love to hear, you know, we got Devon Sports that just kicked off rocking. Y'all been doing a lot. Like I've been seeing you all over IG Lives, all over with interviews and conversations, right? Um, but now, like for you all, when y'all visualizing what, what the, um, the business is going to look like five years from now, what does that look like? And then what are the necessary steps in order to go um, to get there? So I'll let Ryan to start off and just hear and see from Rose, like five years from now, where can you visualize kind of Devon Sports being? Yeah, so it's funny. Uh, I always like to call Mike's daycares little Einstein. I don't know why I do that. Uh, but <laughs> little inventors, right, Mike? Yes, yes. yes sir. So little inventors, right? So. Real simple, man. Uh, we have these things called values and beliefs, and we stick by them. Um, it's 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 they're bit, they're uh, they're faith based, um, and we really choose the players based on those values and beliefs. If they they fit our our, our values and belief system, then it's, they're a good fit. And I brought up you know little inventors because you know Mike started with one daycare, right, and they've scaled from there. But everything is the same. You walk in one daycare and then you go to the next and you go to the next and you go to the next. It's the same. So the way I see it is being just like we are right now, representing guys the best way we know how, taking care of guys the best way we know how, but just having more guys, right? Yes. Um, and having more support staff to take care of the guys and not just, uh, you know, bringing people in off the street, right? But we're going to develop them to know everything that we know, right? And then some, bringing people in to train us and them because you can always learn from people. You can always grow. So really I see it having a stronger support system um, with because we have more people um, that we vetted uh, and that we believe really fit the culture that we're, we're developing at Divine Sports, man. So what we have right now and then scale. So that's how I see it and you know, three years, five years, 20 years down the road. I rock with it. I rock with it. And it's all going to happen, bro. Mike, you want to pick it back? Yeah, so he pretty much, you know, touched on it. And then, um, you know, as things go on, you start to get better. So just throughout that development process, let's say with the daycares, from the first school to the second, there were little, um, there were little small, small details that people might might not notice that we changed. So we so we changed the lights. So the lights on the first one were not um, so recess lights, and then we had that for the second one. And that's kind of how it will be with the business. So there's going to be certain things that we are doing right now that we will find a better way to do it within the next year, within the year after that. It's the same when you have a phone. If you look at the, the um, 
So the um, you're like phone. You we are on what? Is this is the twelve or is this ten or eleven? So with the um, with the um, iPhone, uh, things develop throughout time. So that's that's pretty much what we'll do. So there's certain things that we'll have in place now that within the next five years will look ten times better. Um, there's certain services that 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 we that, that we will have now that we will develop more. We also have and we plan. You know. Um, we have things that we are going to do within the future that we're not doing now. Right. So, um, so even one that whoever listens to this, that, that, you know, they'll be the first to hear it. But um, Ryan and myself, we talked about doing a, a like podcast. That way we have another way of giving back to players. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that we'll be doing, you know, is going on live once or twice a month. I don't really see different companies do that, but the feedback that we received was really great. You know, um, people that, you know, who like, you know, who who wrote us, who showed support, really liked it. And we went on live to really give back to people that's looking to jump into the sports field because lots of people don't know how to, to like do that. So we always want to find a way that we're able to give back, that we're able to help out. And with the company, you know, five years from now, you'll see where we're, where we're having things that... Um, throughout the community that is helping them out, whether that's a toy drive, whether that's a coat drive, whether that's, you know, feeding the homeless or doing different things, there will be each year something different about the company that's going to help. And the vision will stay the same. The foundation would still be the same, but we will have improvements along the way. Yeah, just one more thing to add to that. Uh, And Mike said it is that, the good thing is we are two people that are very progressive in thought, right? So when it comes to things changing and, and us being either with the curve or ahead of the curve, that's that's what you're going to get with Divine Sports and Entertainment. Like sometimes, you know, you have older people that are in positions and all they know is what, you know, they're real set in their ways. This is how they want to do it. Right. But my background, you know, like we were talking about operations. I want to optimize and make things the best they can be. So me and Mike are always talking about, hey, how can we optimize this? How can we make this better? How can we, you know, how can we just do a better job, um, you know, at what we do? So we're always evaluating our processes, always evaluating um, to, to be better. So that's a good thing that every athlete should know. You know, you may get with us today when we're doing something a specific way, um, but if we can find a way to do that better and make it uh, save money, right, but also make them more money, um, we're going to do that. Uh, and, and we're going we're gonna to keep our values and beliefs at the foundation of those decisions. So always an opportunity to, to grow. And that's what we're all about, growth as a company. So, dope, dope fellas. Um, I appreciate y'all, number one, for spending this time with me. I learned a lot about y'all. You know what I'm saying? I learned a lot about the company. I learned a lot about just y'all more than an agency. You know what I'm saying? Y'all more than two um, young individuals that are um, creating a business, right? Y'all are uh, young individuals that's creating a standard, right? Creating a movement, are creating change. Right. Because you talked about, um, you know, wanting to give back, wanting to pay it forward, helping and keeping people engaged. Like there's a lot of things that are going to optimize, you know, the opportunities that are out there. Right. It's going to be somebody that just catches the wave of learning about you all and want to have a conversation. And then you're like, oh, snap. Yeah, we actually do have an agency. Right. And then a client from that. Right. So so many things that I admire that you're doing. It off. I'm glad to be a part of witnessing something great that's happening. Um, and you know, any way I can support, any way I could, you know, continue to kind of lend a helping hand, y'all let me know. And I'm definitely down uh, to push as much as possible. So, um, before we log off, I'd love to hear kind of both from both of you individually ways that people can get in contact with y'all, you know, via social media, emails, things like that. And I know you have like the website and everything too. Um, so yeah, any nuggets, anything you want to drop in here, this is the time to do that. Y'all want to shout out your families and all that, do all that too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you can reach us uh, first at Divine Sports ENT. That's for the gram and for Twitter. And our website is www.divinesports, 
E-N-T.com. And for me personally, it's Agent Desane, which is my last name. That's D-E-S-A-N-E. And that's for each uh, social media. So whether that's Twitter or uh, the gram as well, um, you can reach us both there. And um, Brian, you could, you could go. Yeah, so I want to give a shout out to, you know, my God. You know what I'm saying? Thanks. <laughs> but uh, real quick, you can reach me at I-N-A-M Ryan. So Enam Ryan, and that's on the gram. Uh, Enam stands for It's Not About Me. So that really, that's that's at my heart, man. You know, uh, really about developing these guys, uh, and men and women. Um, and then... Twitter, it's I-N-A-M-R-W-J. And then you can reach me on our business page as well. Like Mike said, at Divine Sports ENT. Really appreciate the opportunity uh, to jump on with you, man. Uh, Some great probing questions. uh, Got got a lot out of us today, uh, but I think it was good, man. And the the people need to hear it. No problem, brother. Um, The one last thing also is we also just want to leave you with this. There's a divine purpose behind each player. And what we want to do is find that player's purpose. Dope. I love it. I love it, fellas. I appreciate it. You know, um, this helped me even in my journey, you know what I'm saying, to bet on myself. You know, Mike, we have these conversations all the time and things that I'm creating, things that I'm doing. And and I think I, I took the note down of when you're faith-based, you know, you're never betting on, your, betting on yourself by yourself, right? When you have God by your side. So I took that nugget. I'm holding that deep close to my heart. I appreciate y'all for sharing y'all knowledge, y'all information um, with me. You know what I'm saying? And I hope that whoever's listening it helps them in different ways and understanding that this platform is not just about sports. It's not just about, you know, guys popping up and having conversations about business. Like, no, it's, this is a life thing. This is things and tools that you're able to use, whether you're in the beauty industry, whether you're in maintenance, like all these things that I hope you can take some nuggets from this conversation and help and be better and um, productive, whatever it might be. So this is Billionaire Lessons. Um, I'm glad everybody's always, you know, rocking and tuning in. Of course, I got my, I got to drop my little nugget about my my Billionaire Academy brand that's been doing really, really well. So y'all could find me at Billionaire underscore lifestyle on Instagram, BillionaireLessons.co, um, which is the website which has the podcast that this episode will be located. Also, merch, brands, and things like that. So make sure that's your support. This will be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. The list goes on. Then I comment, then I like, share on Instagram. You know, shout out these fellas as well and what they're doing. And you're going to keep on going. So I appreciate you guys. I'm going to talk to y'all soon. This is Billionaire Lessons. We are.